Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. episode number 83. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm glad we're getting to number three on this series. <laughs> this has been intense. It has been very intense. What you need to know about the next 10 years. Yes. Or so. Yeah. What we're heading for. And this is all based on the cycles of history, especially 80-year cycles, the, the four turning, and a book called Generations written in the 1990s saying that in the year around the year 2020 up to 2025-ish that there's going to be major rumblings and things are going to change because history is a cycle, not a timeline that you learned in elementary school. Right. So you have a story. I do. So all (laughs) of this, um, as most of you know, we have six biological children. Five of those are boys. Um, But this is reminding me actually of... A particular labor story. So when we were expecting our little girl, so she's fifth in the lineup. Right. And the first four uh, labors and deliveries had been very complex. They had been very, very, very long. And two of them had ended up in C-sections. And they had just been long, like days of being in labor. It was... So... I knew that I was in labor with our little girl, but we weren't really in a hurry because it had literally (laughs) taken like three days to have a child before for us. So, you know, there was no reason Uh, to rush. And I had laid down to try to rest, to try to get my body prepared for going into this experience, and my water had broken. And so I... And that had not happened before, like like at this time in the sequence right before usually it was like in the hospital after a while then your water broke and we're like oh your water broke okay yeah after a long time generally in the past right so anyway so i'm hobbling around as a woman in labor does and with all your kids oh so we had the four boys who were all here who were roughly two four six and eight in age wow and we called you know it was sometime late and so we had called my in-laws to ask them to come over and get the boys because we were going to need to head to the hospital and i had you know gone to the other side of the house. I'd had to cross over the whole and, house. And I will say, I pretty much freaked out. Even though this was baby number five, this was a whole different timetable. And I know once totally the water breaks, once the water breaks, it's a different thing than pre or, you know, labor pre right. water breaking, if you don't right. know. But it, it, I was like, oh my goodness. Cause I had not packed up all my stuff yet. Cause yeah. I was like, cause before, like you said, it just took a while and we we're like, oh, we got time. Don't worry yeah. about it. So you had a rather comical look on <sighs> your face. Like, ha, ha. I did freak out. Anyway, so I'm trying to like get stuff together and, and that kind of thing. And for anyone who is a parent, you just know that labor is messy, right? So there's <laughs> literally literal, literal <laughs> liquid on the floor where I'm trying to like walk around and gather stuff up after my water has broken. So by the time my in-laws arrive at the door, the two-year-old is now hopping in a splashing splashing in a puddle of amniotic fluid (laughs) that that is is on the floor. floor. (laughs) 
the four-year-old thinks that mommy has peed herself. <laughs> He's very concerned for you. Very concerned. The six-year-old, who is one of our most sensitive children, looks like he's going to need therapy. Which he probably does. He for probably this. does. Yeah. So. And the eight-year-old was like, yeah, yeah, another baby yeah. coming. <laughs> anyway, all of this <sighs> felt chaotic happening. Right. Right. And, it, and was, it was chaotic. And Let's be was, honest. And it was. <laughs> and particularly for the people who didn't know, the people in the house who didn't know that this was part of the process of bringing in a new normal to our family. Right. Because right, that's right. what we always said. Whenever you add a person, whether you add them by birth or you bring them in through fostering or adoption or whatever, you have to you have a period where you're adjusting to a new normal. Mm-hmm. So I wish you would have told. I wish we had told this story in the episode eighty-one when we started this three-part series. Right. <laughs> I think it maybe we'll it. make a note. Listen to eighty-three before you no, listen to we eighty-one. Don't do that. Anyway, don't do that. So we're talking about a framework for people of processing through the chaotic feeling current events. Right, and the cycle that history is not a line. So if you haven't listened to 81 and 82, you might want to, I would suggest, go back and do that. Because 83 might not make as much sense. And if you have listened to 81 and 82, this is going to be like the most hope-filled one of all. Because it is hope-filled. Because basically, let's let's review. About every 80 years, 80 to 100 years, based on Strauss and Howe's research on demographics, and they talk about generations. So if you heard about millennials or Generation X or the baby boomers, like they're the ones who kind of like talked about what what's going on with those. I mean, there's more people, but they, they did a lot. Right. And they wrote in the 1990s, they said by the year 2020, 2025-ish, it's going to get really rough because it's another year, uh, end of the 80-year cycle of generations. So some things we talked about, I think, last podcast – uh, the Reformation happened at an 80-year, around an 80-year cycle. That's when Martin Luther basically told the Catholic Church, hey, faith alone and scripture alone, which are pretty much taught from all Protestant pulpits today, it was a chaotic time. And right. war followed, and there was lots of messy stuff. But we, we look at it like, oh, yeah, of course. Right. Um, Columbus discovering America was during that, uh, an 80-year cycle. The... Right. American Revolution, where we, you didn't have royalty, royalty and a king anymore. Like, that was crazy talk, huge, crazy thinking. Huge and we're like, shifts. of course, we don't have a king anymore in right, America. Right. But to them, that was, that, was, that was ridiculously unbelievable just a few years before that, you know? Right. And a lot of people resisted, resisted that. Um, then you had slavery, the end of slavery in the Civil War. Brother fighting brother. And slavery, an institution of the South, I forget that Wood, Woodworth, I forget whoever had to read for that, the Southern Institute, I forget what the name of that book was, but it's a classic, you know, that slavery was such a part of the economy, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like, we can't, this can't end, but it ended. Because they couldn't imagine a new normal. Right, they couldn't Anything imagine a new But today, that. the thought of owning someone is, is just like, yeah, we'd be like, that's ridiculous, that's terrible. Right, right. But that's what happened. Um, then the Civil War ended Nazism and ended Japan's tirade across the Pacific. And Japan's in a lot of terrible stuff at that point. Uh, at that point. Yeah. So, but all those were kind of make or break. Mm-hmm. You didn't know for sure what was going to come. And if, especially in American history, it was close. Right. And that's the way this is going to feel, what we're going through. It's close. And this is kind of just the beginning phases of it. 
what we've seen with the COVID as a disruptor and the protests that happened. Basically, people don't believe in the institutions anymore that were set up. Right? Does that kind of cover the summary? I think, I think that's a <laughs> that's a summary of what we've said in the last two podcasts. Yeah. So a lot will change in in the future with social contracts. So we're going to talk about what can you do uh, to kind of get ready and kind of understand, have a better understanding of what's going to happen, generationally speaking. You ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. a doer. I'm ready for some action here. Money markets are going to change, probably. Okay. The Revolutionary War, the Continental... Uh, actually, British ships, we, this is not in the notes, the British would bring a ship with a printing press, and they'd actually start printing off Continentals and just handing them out in New York City, trying to destroy the economy. Trying to destroy the economy. <laughs> the economy. So um, that was in the Revolutionary War. The, uh, the Civil War had the greenbacks, which were paperback, not gold-backed. Uh, um, what else? What was the next one? Uh, the Great Depression had a change, a huge change in the gold um, the gold standard uh, FDR in the 1930s that, that anyway, so look, people are saying there might be a change in the currency kind of backing of things. Mm-hmm. Now for us, we just say, oh yeah, it was all the same and whatever, but it really wasn't. If you go back and look in history, there've right. been several major currency changes in the U S like yes. we like think, oh, it's always been this way. No, it hasn't. So there might be a change there. Okay. We'll see. But so understanding that, understanding the millennials that people just like don't know what to do with, they're the ones who are pretty much going to control this next season after this change. Like they're going to be the voice that major shifts things. They're going to be the leaders. So we're looking at people under 40. People who are under 40, people who do not trust the institutions, whether that's like the legal system, which people are talking about, we talked about this yesterday, people are talking about defunding the police. Well, what is that? Well, that's basically, a, basically they don't trust the legal system anymore. Now, the older generations will be like, oh, I can't believe whatever. It's a new time, new season. You know what I mean? Right, like things right, are right. just shifting. Church is going to shift allegiances majorly. Um, any kind of institution, there's a lack of, that's just trust. what's going to happen. Yeah, that's just always what happens. Um Part of that with the millennials and every other generation who, after the crisis, they want community. And that's going to be one of the really good things. Like, if you think computers, for example, computers uh, were these big, huge machines, and no one ever thought about a personal computer. But in the, in the middle, about every four, in the 40th year-ish of the 80-year cycle, people start thinking a lot more independent. Being independent and making your own choices, that's the important part in the 80 year cycle. Hmm. So we moved to private computers, right? You wanted a personal computer on every desk. You know right. what I mean? That was a right. huge right. shift. Now what's technology? It's social media, right? Because the millennial technology doesn't dictate the generations, the generate Neil house says the generation dictates the technology. Okay. So it's going to be communal and networking more okay. is where things are headed. Right. Um, it's going to be equally creative and destruction. We talked about that. We also talked about, there's last episode, there's going to be a spiritual waking that happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see what that looks like. It's going to be a new spiritual waking that, that follows uh, because people are going to be like seeking more. You know what I mean? Um, so here are some practical things that you can do. One, be aware of the linear thinking social media cycle or the media cycle. Right. That's just, we don't know what's going on. Everything's a crisis. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Right. As I, as I hit the table. So... Be aware of that because it's going to cause lots of fear and lots of stress. Right. So, and I'd say that yucky. that's just, you know, really good advice for anybody right now yeah. is to take time where you just unplug. Right, you right, know? right. 
I mean, I listen to very little news, watch yeah, very little news. You don't news. know what's going on. I don't. And you know what? I think my world is a little happier because well, of that. that. But you get a lot more done. <laughs> you right? You get a right. lot done. I don't get sucked into it. Right. You don't get sucked into it. Right. And sometimes I do. So it's also going to feel worse before it feels better. Okay. Because in order to end, you know, end uh, all these things that we talked about, the great changes. Right. In order for the Declaration of Independence to be written, there had to be some stuff to happen before right. that. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. In yeah. order for slavery to end, there had to be some things that happened before that. And I think back to our opening story, anyone, any woman who has ever given birth knows yeah. <laughs> before that new normal, before that new baby's yeah. born, there is some discomfort and pain that happens with the labor. Right, very good. And there's going to be new social contracts. What it's does that not, mean? The new way society interacts is going to be different than the old way. Okay. Especially tied to institutions. Okay. So the way the institutions work before, it's not going to work that way. And if you try to hold on to the old ways, you're probably going to get crushed by the new ways. Okay. So that doesn't mean you lose your morality or whatever. Like, you still love Jesus, but the thing, the institutions are going to look different. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I need it's this to come down to a more practical level. You're still a little too philosophical for me okay, right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's talk let's about... Talk about <laughs> let's just keep going. So, okay. for those who are more philosophical, the social contracts are going to be different. That can be everything from any kind of agreements that have been made before. Okay. So, that could be the legal system, that could be the financial system, that could be retirement systems, that could be anything. They might get rewritten. Okay. Like, things like universal income. I'm thinking that's coming. There's been talk about it before, but everybody might just get a paycheck for breathing air. I don't know that, but it's going to be a new social but contract. That's a new. That's an example of that magnitude. Right, right. So something like that. Okay. Okay. So what do you say? Um, you don't talk like about like rubber meets the road. I want some action steps that I can do to help myself and my family through this time period. Right. Because because so, good things are coming. Good things are coming, but we know that it's going to be a bumpy ride before that happens. Right. One so thing that like we've been talking today, about. Today, we came home and we had a conversation with our kids about their spiritual grounding. Because right. as we've been discussing all of this, the one thing that has remained on my mind is that I've got to have my spiritual foundation strong because everything else is going to feel like an earthquake. Right, right. And so, so talking to the kids about reading their Bibles, about spending time in prayer, about journaling, about meditation time, about all of those things so that they're grounded. So that it's real for them. Right. Because we, we've talked to them before. Like, going to church, you can, anybody can go to church. Right. Like, anybody can do whatever. Like, we were like, maybe you need to go outside and just wander around in the woods. Right. Maybe that's what you need to feel connected to God. Right. Maybe you need to, you know what I mean? Like... The old ways of like, you got to sit here and read your Bible and you have to go to church and you have to sing these songs. Like, it's going to get bumpy for that. Right. Probably in some places. Okay. <laughs> so you need to find out how you connect with God. Right. Definitely and be reading, you know, read the Bible, find out how you read the Bible. Just sitting down in a chair might not be the best way for some people to read the Bible. Maybe we talked about audio learners. Maybe you need to listen to the Bible. Right, and there's Maybe some great apps, to, yeah, and there's, there's some all great kinds apps. of things out there. Maybe you need to take your phone out in the woods and listen to the Bible as you're walking in the woods. Right. Don't just lock yourself up in the room and say, therefore, God. I'm going to be holy. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm going to be go. holy. Ready, go, set, ready go. go. Okay, one of the biggest things to, to you need to be doing is developing your relationships. Yeah. 
We've got notes on the podcast about how to develop good relationships and alliances and communities. And that's really important. Like you, that is like number one thing after getting your spiritual house in order, you need to be developing your relationships and your connections. Cause I think anytime you go into a difficult situation, you want to know who's got my back and who's back am I helping cover? Right, right, right. And that is in business. Right. Like, who is in your network? Mm-hmm. Who are those people that you want to make sure you're looking out for and you want them to be looking out for you? Right. But also, like, in your neighborhood or in your physical community. Right, in your like, business. We have noticed, even in this COVID time. It is crazy, and We I have been walking that. because our schedules are different. So we have had a more regular walking schedule, mm-hmm. and we have formed better relationships with our neighbors for sure than we ever had before. Right, right. So form those. And I would say challenge yourself. Get outside. Like, for example, one thing, churches, this is what really is. I feel like is going one thing that's going to change. Churches are just, you go to a white church, or you go to a black church, or you go to a brown church. You know what I mean? And there might be a few mixes in between, but mostly not. Like, that's got to change. Yeah. Like, if you go find other people to go worship with who look totally different than you and who do things totally different than you. Right. <laughs> like, you, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Right. But we got to get we got to get more uncomfortable in some of these right. things. Yeah. You think Jesus knew when he said <laughs> to love your neighbor that your neighbor didn't look exactly like you? Yeah, yeah. And you read about all the stuff that Jesus did across cultures and race. I mean, that was... Again, that was, he was probably on 80th, uh, 100-year cycle. Jubilee was every 70 years. Right. Which I think was the Lord's intent to head off this kind of cycle. Right. If we would have just done it his way, economic reset, every, you knew it was coming. Right. And again, that's what we talked about. You don't know a lot of these things are coming, therefore it's crisis. Right. But if you knew it was coming, you planned for it. You would plan for it and it wouldn't feel like a crisis. Right. So, okay. So, alliances, uh, we talked about also get in health, get, be healthy. Right. Because if you are not healthy, it's just, it's not as fun. Life is not as fun, period. Right. Well, I think already, like, even with the COVID crisis, and so we've seen factories, we've seen a breakdown of shipping and that kind of thing. Like, when you're dependent upon things for your health, that you can't get locally, right? That puts you more at risk, right? So right, right. taking yes, those exactly. steps to be yeah, healthy yeah. is always a good idea. And the economy will shift back; it always does in these cycles back to local. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and we won't go into it in depth. But usually, disease and pandemics come after society opens up, like after the Silk Road opened up. They had the bubonic plague in Europe. Right. Like, it's almost like the viruses and the germs way of saying you become too loosey-goosey. Time it's to get time back to, home. time to get to the local again. Because yeah. the, the time of 2,000-mile salads, that's gone for now. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe another 80 years that'll come back. Right. <laughs> but getting your salad from some other country and eating it at your house fresh, that's that's done. Right. Yeah. Okay, so anything else? So, other things, you know, there is just conventional wisdom, like the Red Cross has been saying for I don't know how many decades, do one, two, three, just to have it prepared. You know, it's like, have a plan, have a few things on hand for your family, right? and that kind of thing. So, you know, just some common sense, conventional wisdom, the thing that our grandparents would have said, <laughs> yeah. everybody does that, don't right. you know? Right, right, right. We need to get back to that for sure. Good. Um, yeah, wisdom and also learn skills. 
Like learn, like you're learning new marketing skills right. that you didn't have three months ago. Right. But you've used the COVID crisis to totally like almost rebrand yourself. Right. In a, in a whole different way. Yeah. And it's exciting. Right. And it's so really I think exciting. Being aware that we're all doesn't matter your age, we're all going to have to be learning new things as a new normal develops. Right. Right. And so learn a skill. But I think the relational part is something really good that we're headed toward. Yeah. Back to community, back to we need each other. Right. Like you can't just, you know, forget about your neighbor. Right. You need to remember each other. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> well, we're ending on a little bit of an uptick. It has been a bumpy road over these three episodes. But again, you know, we really, as we kept seeing this idea of these 80-year periods come up. We felt like that was something important to share because it does give you a framework so that things don't feel like straight chaos. Right. That if you can see, oh, wait, this is a normal thing. This has happened in the past, and we will get through it. And the good news is it'll be better after we get through this period. Right, right, right. So, um, and if we're wrong, and Strauss and Howe are wrong, which... I don't think they are, but if we are, we're just like all the other experts out there now. <laughs> yeah, how many people have we heard? Which who again, are experts which that is were wrong again lately? part of the uh, distrust, distrust of, the, of, yeah, the of the institutions and the systems. People yeah. just don't trust them, and that's kind of that's our generation. Generation, we're in the same generation, right? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> all right, guys, thanks so much. We hope this has been helpful for you. Most of all, we want you to remember that you are valuable. And all of these things that we're talking about, these are the little things that you do every day to make a difference in your life and the life of other people. Because what you do matters. I hope that you have a blessed day. Thank you.